it's awesome because you no longer have emotional buyers that are going, you know, I'm just going to buy and flip something or buy and hold it forever. Because now with the rising interest rates for those people, yeah, before they might be feeding about 50 to $100 into every single property. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. So, Daniel Saint-Jean, we're getting to interview Mr. Tim Sai once again. I think we were interviewing him last year, or maybe it was with Alfonso. But anyway, he shared some of his wisdom for this interesting time. You've seen it before, Daniel, potentially a recession, interesting uh, interest rates going up and different things. So anyway, what did you think about the interview? We can give a little preview to our guests. Well, the fact that Tim is a very humble person and he speaks from the heart, he's not selling anything. All the information that he gives is valuable. And of course, it's always good to, to hear also from somebody who's been there, done it, and, and constant, constantly doing it still. So, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to, <laughs> it's like when, when you go to a restaurant and between say lunch and dinner, and you look at the back of the room and the employees are there and you're in a Chinese restaurant and they're eating pizza or the other way around and you're going, okay, if they're not eating the food here, hmm, this is pretty suspicious. So when you, when you, when you hear coaches, teach something that they're not doing themselves that always makes me a little a little hesitant but tim everything he teaches he does and and the two of them work together so um really good advice pay attention to this advice it's going to really help you grow your business excellent and we're all about education so you'll hear it in the interview tim does focus on education So this reminds me, please make sure to rate and review our podcast. Give us a thumbs up and comment and share it with someone that it would help because that's our goal. The Right Club was founded on education. We want to help everybody customize their lives and we have to share this information. That's why we're putting all this time and effort interviewing experts that are very busy. They're giving us their time and we want to help you grow and, and scale your business so that you can be financially free. So let's get to the interview. All right. Okay, let's do it. Welcome, Tim Sai from Trust Your Talent Academy. I'm really excited. Tim is a world traveler. We were just talking about Hawaii before starting to record, and I heard about five offers that fell through. So can you tell us more about that? And then we'll get to the interesting stuff. <laughs> Somehow I knew that was going to <laughs> that Sorry. was gonna pop up at some point. No, no, no. It, you know what? All good, because we've been going back into the U.S. market a, a lot more aggressively over the last few years here. And uh, Hawaii was never really on the radar, actually, because last year in 2021, when the lockdowns were still happening, we actually spent about a month over there. And during that time, we obviously started looking at properties and talking to our realtor friends and really learning about the taxations and really assessing the viability of having, let's say, short-term rentals, so Airbnbs and whatnot. And then we learned that there were a lot of taxations, a lot of taxes, and a lot of rules that we have to abide by. And plus, Hawaii prices are crazy high. So that kind of got put to the wayside. And uh, this year, when we were back there for about two and a half weeks again, we happened to stay at what they would call a condo tell. So for those of you who have been to Waikiki, it was the Ritz-Carlton residences on Waikiki. 
And we actually never even thought about it because again, it's the Ritz Carlton. Nobody kind of really think about, you know, going to stay at a Ritz and thinking about let's buy something at the Ritz. And then funny enough, we actually met a few owners. And the reason why we're calling them owners is because we later learned that that's why they're called condo tells. They're actually residences. That's why it's called a residence. And Again, aha moment. We never thought about it because our business model is that we actually don't buy condos for a lot of variables and cash flow and performance and control situations as an investor. However, we really started to dig into that route and we learned that it's actually quite a viable business model, especially for people that want to leverage, um, well, not so much leverage, but complement their lifestyle with investing because the idea is obviously we still want it to be the cash flow and at the same time we're not paying an arm and a leg every time we go to Hawaii because frankly that's still one of the very few places in the world I kind of still get a little sticker shock every time I go and so now, I have a question for you regarding the condo tell is is that something typically American do you find that in South America do you find that in Europe what, what what's the story here with condo tells yeah you know what's what's really cool about that is that question because we obviously started digging because it was never on the radar so we found out that actually there are not a lot of hotels chains right now that are doing condo tells yet but we did find out that you know I think it was Ferrari they have their own And like Aston Martin, they have their own as well. Armani, funny enough. But then the more commonly known hotel chains like the Ritz-Carlton, W, or the JW Marriott, St. Regis, Four Seasons, Fairmont, they do have the condo tell concept, meaning people actually buy them. It's 100% ownership. And you basically join their hotel rental pool. So instead of going through Airbnb or VRBO or all the other platforms, you basically go back into that recognized brand's rental pools. So they manage it for you. They rent it out for you and they maintain it for you. Very wow. cool. Okay. I know on the lower end as well, Hilton does it quite a bit in Florida. So it's again, an interesting model yeah. that you own a piece of the hotel and then yeah. you're kind of managed and you're part of the brand. So really yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because in the beginning, we, we had to make sure that this is not a timeshare, right? It's 100% yeah. ownership. It's 100% deeded. That's so, yeah, you could that's... live there if you wanted to, but exactly. now you're getting really fancy service, <laughs> depending, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, what piqued our interest. And we obviously started doing our due diligence. We were looking for numbers and reports and really doing the deal analysis and we kind of deemed that it's it's going to fit our lifestyle and numbers make sense and we started making offers because because of covid a lot of the listings actually have stayed on the market for over a year and oh they my. were not moving exactly however you know what we have five offers fall through because we thought they would be motivated turns out not so much so that's another lesson that we just learned because that market apparently caters to Japanese bankers, business owners, and same same type of demographics, ownership from Korea, from Hong Kong. So, you know, people that make very, very decent money that don't invest the way we invest, they're just parking money overseas. And so even though some of them have been listed for over 500 days, it's they're just letting it sit until they get the price that they want. They don't mind feeding into it every single month. And we're not talking about a few hundred dollars every single month, depending on the unit, because their property taxes for investors 
not even foreign investors, just regular investors, even if you're American, it's already four times more than if you wow. were to live there yourself. Ouch. Exactly. <laughs> I know. So it's pretty crazy. So we are looking at like anywhere from a studio to a one bedroom. So that's anywhere between 500 to about 750 square feet. And the maintenance fees is on average 1100 to 2000 a month. Wow. And the property taxes is about 1500 to 2400 a month. Whoa. <laughs> so again, that's Hawaii for you. But it's luxury. And, and that kind of leads me to one of the questions we have for you. Which markets are you investing in in 2022? Hawaii, yeah. maybe not yet at the time of this recording, but maybe... Maybe when we see you in the fall or something, you'll have something maybe. or later on this or week. maybe even next week when I see yeah. Laurel. And I think you're coming out here, too, aren't you? Yes, yes. The Right Club will be live in Alberta for a week. So in Calgary and Edmonton. So at the time of this recording, we're in June, but <laughs> maybe this will air later this summer, early fall. But yes, I'm curious, Tim, now, like to more serious business. Where else are you investing now? What's happening in 2022? Yeah. So Hawaii is one potential, yeah. very different model to yeah. the condo hotel. Have you seen yeah. anything else that's new and exciting? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year we became very active into the Arizona market. So mostly Phoenix Metro and then also the Indianapolis market as well and, and surrounding area. And about a month and a half ago, we actually traveled down to Cincinnati, Ohio and the Covington, Kentucky area. And so just kind of doing a little bit more due diligence right now in terms of which markets are viable based on the business model that we have. And uh, yeah, about two hours ago before this recording happened, I literally just interviewed another property management company based out of the Indianapolis market. So Tim, you're going to the US and this morning in my email inbox was an email from the Canadian Real Estate Association. And the title was, why are all the GTA investors buying like crazy in Calgary? So why are we going to Calgary and the the Alberta people, you, is going down to the U.S. What, what's happening here? How yeah. come you're not buying? <laughs> well, you know what? We are still buying at home. We just utilize different strategies. So I think it should, be, should probably clarify a little bit more because I think a lot of people understand that. And this is something that we also teach because it's just our investment philosophy, too. It's the fact that we always start with a business plan. A business plan should have a should be a profitable one. And so that becomes the financial goal. And that becomes a blueprint that we follow. And then from that point forward, we start to identify the strategies that we want to implement that particular fiscal year. And then after that, we start to pick markets that will contribute to those markets. So back in the Alberta markets, we are still actively doing acquisitions as well. However, our main strategies in the Alberta market has always been now the last two years between lending your typical burr and either flip or burr and duplex as what you would call it out east. We usually call them sweeting properties out west, as you know, and uh, just kind of keep it as income properties just because Alberta in general is typically, if you think about it, is where people come to have nice big yards. So single family detached is really where it's at. So inventory on multifamilies typically is very, very low. And it's very, very competitive because whenever something comes up, then there's 100 investors kind of swarming onto it as well if you want to stick close to the city center. And so, yes, we are absolutely doing that. 
but then at the same time, we're just very strategy based. And the last one in Alberta has been and always will be lease options. So rent to own, simply because especially right now with the economy that Alberta is the economic situation. And finally, because you guys have been experiencing a lot of really natural market appreciation over the last few years when Alberta kind of stayed sideways for the first time in six years, we've seen, we're seeing the markets rebound in a very, very big way. And so we're very strategy driven. And two months ago, we actually did acquire a 60 unit apartment out East in Canada as well. So we've kind of hit our quota on multis in Canada. And that's why we are going down to the US a little bit more aggressively now too. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life. But when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. So that's exciting to hear about all these opportunities in Alberta rebounding. And then, yeah, you used to do rent to own, lease to own for quite a bit. Well, I guess there's some fundamentals happening there. You need to see some appreciation some migration as well, like growth in population. And that's what Alberta is experiencing right now as well. So what's what? So prices are rising, okay, in, in Alberta, well, in Alberta right now, but so are interest, but then interests are rising everywhere because it's, it's a national phenomenon. What's your take on the rising interest rates right now? Yeah, you know what, I'm... I'm just gonna really put on my investor's hat on. I actually really love it personally, simply because of the fact that I do believe that that takes away the HGTV trained buyers, the, the yes. investors that are really property collectors. And so it allows the markets to really correct itself positively and that it really allows people like us to be able to get back and stick to the fundamentals even more so that eventually collectively, I think as a buying group as professional and trained investors over time, we are able to correct the market together. But then for me, really, it's awesome because you no longer have emotional buyers that are going, you know, I'm just going to buy and flip something or buy and hold it forever. Because now with the rising interest rates for those people, yeah, before they might be feeding about 50 to $100 into every single property, property and just waiting for the market to go up. And now they're going, hang on a second, can I actually afford to go in the negative for 200, 300, 400, especially if they want to scale, which is a bit of a nightmare from our perspective, I think. So I do like that. It's painful. Don't get me wrong. 
I do like it for the market correction part. However, for acquisition, it's painful because we're on the flip side, we're also seeing our own cash flow diminish a little bit at the moment. That's it. So at the at the same time, sorry, Francois, just comment on this because I'm looking at the I'm 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 talking about to two people here who were not around in 1981 when the interest rate was 21.85 percent. So even as interests are rising, people seem to have a very very short memory. They don't remember that say seven or eight years ago, five percent, four percent, six percent was the norm. And then it went crazy to 1.95 or whatever. And now it's bound, rebounding to what, 375, four and a quarter. And everybody's panicking. Hey guys, this is, this is even cheaper than it's been over the last 20, 30 years. So you should have been around in 1981. You would think that four and a half percent right now is, is free money. Exactly. That's an amazing point. And actually it still is free money. If we actually think about inflation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even match inflation, not anywhere close. <laughs> exactly. Which is insane. Exactly. So very cool. So yeah, interesting optic as well. Very different. A lot of people are fearing, but you're seeing the opportunity. And I think that's how investors need to yeah. see it. Even at 21%, I'm sure people were buying properties back in the 80s. We saw construction. There are homes and buildings that were built in the late 70s, early 80s with crazy interest rates. There was a lot more private lending, second, third mortgages. My parents told me all about it. We had three mortgages on our house, things like that, which is things you don't hear as much, but it is happening more and more again. So it's like full cycle 40 years later. So. Yeah, 100%. And frankly, this is sort of the... the I call it two and a half cycles that we've experienced now because we've been living in Edmonton, Alberta for 12 and a half years at this point. And so when we first moved here in 2009, that was pretty much right after the global financial crisis or kind of in the middle of it still. And so we got to see what it was like right before the market kind of cooled down. However, Alberta is really interesting in that sense. That's what we've also learned being a resident here is the fact that, well, we're really, really heavily oil and gas driven. And as much as a lot of statistics might tell you it's 25%, that's, only, that, that's what it accounts for. However, let's not forget oil and gas. There's also byproducts for import and export as well. So yes, while the Alberta economy overall is diversifying, and I'm happy for that, obviously, at the same time, though, we're still very heavily driven by oil and gas prices and the trajectory of it. And so, you know, during 2009, when every other province was kind of suffering because we're impacted by the global financial crisis, Alberta was actually doing quite okay. It wasn't until 2014 when it actually really crashed. So, yeah, when everybody else was booming, you guys crashed. So it's exactly. And now yeah, it's kind of, of the other way around. <laughs> yeah, like right now, Ontario, things are really cooling off and things are changing. It's not perfect, yeah. but. Alberta is still seeing some major increases. So again, this leads us to the next question. What do you think invest investors should do with the speculated recession? Because this inflation, increasing interest, all kinds of things with, will most likely lead to some sort of recession. Yeah. So I think, you know, I mean, I guess Econ 101 concept, it's all supply and demand, first of all. And second of all, I do personally believe that we are going into recession. It's just a matter of how deep and how long. Because again, rising interest rate, what that also means is it's encouraging the general public to save money, to tighten their belts, to budget a little bit better, simply because their fixed expenses, if they have debt, if they have mortgages, if it, they have HELOCs, for example, 
their debt servicing is going to go up, which means they're going to cut down spending in other places. And that's going to drive the economy into recession period by definition, really. However, the government is going to have to look at it and go, hang on a second, because traditionally, how do governments curb recession or bring, bring the economy back up is to encourage spending. And so I do see that at some point, interest rate will fall when the government, government is going to correct that. And so personally, obviously, I'm hoping for a 12 to 24 months turnaround. Who knows? But at the same time, I do think that we are going into one. But then that's the funny thing, because in the beginning of COVID, especially when it comes to real estate, let's take a look at what happened. We all remember. I mean, you know, Red Club has put out so many sessions, you know, in right before the market went crazy again, because it was just going down, 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 down. And look at what happened. And so I do believe that all it takes, once again, is just go back to the fundamentals because it comes down to the fact that every single property should be a viable business. What that means is when we are looking at any opportunity, we need to know that it's going to be able to cash flow after stabilization, if not from day one. It could be $5, doesn't matter, as long as you're not in the hole for hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, right from day one, just because you're buying and holding for no reason. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Are you a real estate investor or entrepreneur looking to get out there and network with some awesome people? Then the Have Your Cake and Eat It Too is a retreat you won't want to miss. Treat yourself to a three-day retreat, focus on your health, wealth, and time for yourself on the site of the new luxury Inspire Beach Resort. This retreat will include live bands, great speakers, yummy food, delicious drinks, fun activities, and lots of time for networking. For more information and to get your ticket, visit www.sarahlarby.com. And now back to the show. Very Good smart. Advice. Good advice. So tightening up, that brings to me the, the word streamline. How do you streamline, streamline your investing business? Yeah. So how do we streamline it? It's actually, you know what? It's, I love that question because <laughs> going back to, again, what I call, what I always call the S&P philosophy is like I mentioned earlier, every single year, because we run it as a business and Francois and Danielle, you understand this is the fact that we do leverage other people's money as well, which means it's a huge responsibility and we do manage for other people, you know, and so we have to answer to them. And even though these are very close friends, like pretty much, and we've done business together over, I mean, I, I know, Daniel, you've been doing this for a lot longer too. I've been doing this for 12 and a half years. Francois, I forgot how many years have you been? Uh, seven years. So you, yeah, I'm the yeah. newest investor here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I always say it's not the years, but the mileage that counts. And so, you know, seven, 20 something, 30 something, 12, doesn't matter. The point is, you know, if we are working with OPM, it's our, it's our duty, it's our responsibility to take care of that. And this is why, you know, I know all of a sudden it seems like, you know, in, in the real estate investing world, it became popular all of a sudden that Canadians are going south of the border. It shouldn't be that way because we've been investing in the U.S. since 2013 because it really comes down to what, what your financial goals are 
and then let the goal determine the strategies you want to do. And then let the strategies dictate the markets that you got to go into. And so again, if we're looking at strictly cash on cash perspective, hypothetically speaking, and this is really just theoretical, is that if you're ma making cash on cash of 5% here in any Canadian market, that's the best you can get. And you can go south to the border and you can get 10%. Why would you not even look at it in the first place? And so that's always been the, the philosophy. And then we look at the property types. So that's when we actually determine, okay, are we going to go commercial, industrial, warehouse, offices, or multifamily or single families once again? Amazing right. advice. And I love hearing about OPM and how you should treat it carefully. It's a lot of, it's people's retirement funds oftentimes or savings for their kids' education. So a lot of people I hear are very casual about OPM, but this is nice to hear that it's, it's a big responsibility, even more so than your own money because somebody yeah. trusts you with their Absolutely. life savings. So Exactly. And uh, I think, you know, I want to add to that. And I do believe that I've shared this in one of the previous episodes that I recorded with the Right Club too, is how I actually got started. One of the reasons why I got started was because in 2009, I was working a typical corporate J-O-B, like a lot of people. And even though I was making good money, I had no life. I had no freedom. I had no health, literally. But more importantly, I was watching my RSPs, my TFSAs, my company stock options decrease in value week after week, month after month. And then I'm like, I'm putting in 80 hours a week for what? I'm never going to retire. And so I put my money into a development project. So I was the OPM for somebody. <laughs> and then long story short, they took the money and ran. Wow. No Ritz-Carlton and... back then. <laughs> no, no Ritz-Carlton back then. And so, <laughs> and so what happened was we had to end up going into like a law law firm's office to see if we can recuperate our money. And again, I was only 27 years old, completely uneducated about money and finances and real estate investing at the time. And I walked into that room. I was easily one of the youngest, if not the youngest person in that room. And really what I saw was what changed my, the rest of my life in a way. It's the fact that almost every single person in that room besides me is in their 50s, 60s, or 70s. By the way, Danielle, I still stand by what I said that day. I, I believe you're in your late 50s. However, that was those were the people that I saw and they were crying. They were banging on doors and floors and tables. And some of them were going, how am I ever going to put food on the table? That was my entire life's work. And that's really, in a way, scared me into financial education. <laughs> is yeah. the fact that I realized it could happen to me again. And thankfully, you were 27. So technically, once you regained your health, people have to listen to this older episode about your health story. But then you were able to rebuild. You had time. But if you're 70, well, you don't have as much time. You don't have... Oh. Yeah, like, I mean, time is non-renewable. So hopefully you have 30 more years exactly. if you're 70. But could be 20, could be five, who knows, at any age. But even more so in your 70s and you're not going to go back to work i mean you if you've retired things like that so it's a tough situation wow well thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge as always tim and now yeah. it's time for our lightning round so we have questions actually before we get there i have one Perfect. question one more question for tim because for the last 20 minutes we've been talking to tim the investor i know tim 
more from the coach point of view. So I, I want to talk to, to Tim, the coach, for the next question. Tim, okay. for the people who are listening to us here, and I don't want you to give all your secrets and stuff, but as a coach who coaches investors, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you see investors make and how should they correct it? And I'm putting you on the spot. I realize that, but you're a smart person. You'll come out with something brilliant. Well, I mean, brilliant or not, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you be the judge. I mean, I'm forever biased. And I guess the first word really is thankful and, and then biased for the financial education that I did. Like I said, you know, it was what I witnessed that scared me into taking courses because I realized that if I knew what I was doing, I could make good money from real estate investing, but I didn't know what I was doing. And so I could lose money fast as well. And, and obviously the biggest advice that I have for anybody, and this is personal experience, it has nothing to do with the fact that I am coaching or mentoring these days. Honestly, even if I didn't start a business in that industry on my own, I would still encourage people to do so. And I was. And so I would definitely encourage people to really look into getting themselves educated. It could be, you know, as, as overall all encompassing as sort of the business model that I utilize, because obviously I will, I work my business model and that's how, how I coach, how I mentor and how I train. However, understand, you know, there are a lot of great coaches and other organizations out there because really ultimately the mission is financial education. And the mission for us in particular is to create financial independence, one person at a time. Like, I'm not one of those people that says, hey, you have to quit your job. Financial freedom is the only thing you have to go for. <laughs> to me, that's marketing buzzwords. Some people love their jobs. And if everybody quits, exactly. in big trouble right now. <laughs> exactly. And so the idea really is I truly firmly believe that financial education is one major way to solidify what we call financial happiness, financial security. And that's really through leveraging one vehicle that we all know, that is real estate investing, and leverage it to create multiple streams of income. Because multiple streams of income is really where it's at. And we, you know, we've all heard of the saying, an average millionaire has a minimum of seven streams of income today. So why should it be any different? All right. All right. You know what? For people listening to this, they're going to think this was rehearsed because for, for the, no, because everybody talks about the right club, the right club, the right club, but they forget that it's an acronym that stands for real estate investing training and education. So you just told people that uh, you just suggested that people get education, which is exactly why we started the right club. So we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now I have five questions for you. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Let's go. What is the best biz business advice you've ever received from any source, book, coach, trainer, what, whatever? What's the best business advice you've ever received? Ooh. 
Okay, I'm gonna say this is coming from the very, very first mentor from my real estate investing, so my financial education workshop. And he basically just said, I don't know if it's like a quote, but then later on, it became one, I guess. It's really just believe in your own ability to accomplish anything that you want. And I've heard it, you know, in so many different ways from gurus like Tony Robbins and Bob Proctors afterwards, but that's really what it is. Gave me the confidence and the faith. Very cool. Les Brown, they all, they all, they all say the same thing when it comes to that. All right. So Kim, what is the key attribute that has made you successful? Because you are successful. Anybody who knows anything about you puts the word successful in front of Tim's side. Thank you. Well, I, I, I think it's, Along that same line, my answer has always been treating myself like an amateur at all times, being a lifelong learner. The more I really realized that the more I learn, the less I know. And so just never stop that hunger to learn. Very humble, which is good. Yeah. And, and you know what? We, we do a lot of business with a, a person named Jason Buckenfuso, and we were on the bus tour recently with him, and he said, and somebody asked him the same thing. And right now, this guy has like 100 projects in development in, in the GTA. And somebody asked him about almost the same question. He said, well, since I go to the office every morning thinking I know nothing and I rely, and I rely, rely on my team who are all smarter than me to make these things happen. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tim, of all the places you visited... Where would you go right now, right this minute, if I could wave a magic wand and send you there? Paris. Where would you go? Paris. Paris. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Right. Yes. <laughs> not Ontario. Paris yeah, first. I hope not. <laughs> All right. Now, similar question of all the places you've not visited yet. Again, where would you go if I could wave a magic wand and why would you go there? Uh, Budapest. Because... I mean, I think I've just fallen in love with Europe, Europe in general, and I have not ex really explored Eastern Europe yet. I mean, I, I've gone as far as Warsaw and Poland, and I just, I love the buildings, the architecture, the history, the vibe. So yeah, Budapest. All right. And my last question for you today, if you could go back in time and meet anyone in history, who would you like to meet and why? Gandhi. And uh, I think it's because one of my all-time all -time favorite quotes is from him is be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, Ooh. words of wisdom. It's kind of hard to beat. <laughs> so with those words of wisdom, Francois, do you think we, because I don't think we can do any better than this. So should we end the interview here? <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Tim, for sharing a bit of your knowledge, your wealth and your wealth of knowledge and also the fact that being humble and learning is, is part of your daily life. So where can our listeners find you? What's the best way to reach out to you or hear more from Tim? Yeah, absolutely. They can look, look me up at the timside.com. Wonderful. So yeah, but hold on, hold on here. How do you spell that? Because it does, it's not spelled the way it sounds. <laughs> no, hey, so T-H-E, like the and then my full name, Tim, T-I-M, and then T-S-A-I.com. T-S-A-I. Tim Sai. Yes. All right. Tim Thank Sai. you very much. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we'll you very much you again. In Hawaii at some point or something. Yes, so. <laughs> absolutely. You're more, always welcome. Anywhere we got properties, you're welcome. Excellent. You. All the best. Yes. Cheers. Yes.
Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.